welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's Monday, June 1st, 2022, and Dr. Rick and I are coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. And today we are joined by four very special people, especially to me, uh, to Dr. Rick as well, but to me especially, and that is my family, because uh, today we are going to talk a lot more about Stand for Orphans. And Stand for Orphans is actually our promo today, and it is our kid-initiated, kid-run opportunity to make a difference in the lives of orphaned and vulnerable children around the world. You can make lemonade, bake cookies, make a craft. There's really no limit, and it allows all of these kids the ability to get creative and to use their skills, their interests, and their gifts. You can see our show notes or visit lifelinechild.org backslash stand or goes to standfororphans.org. Again, that's lifelinechild.org backslash stand or standfororphans.org for more information, as well as your free kit and free resources to start taking a stand for orphans. Well, Dr. Rick, so grateful again to be joined by you and to be joined by my family. Uh, you were actually here at the beginning of Stand for Orphans. And even as this story unfolds, you're a big part of the story. Uh, but before, you know, before we even get to hear your story, I'd just love for Adeline, if you would tell us how the idea even came up for Stand for Orphans. Okay, so about seven years ago, we asked mom if we could do a lemonade stand. It was the beginning of summer. And we were just kids, and we wanted to do something fun. And we wanted to be able to raise money for Lifeline. And so we thought this was a perfect way. So while sitting waiting on customers, we talked about how simple it would for any kid to do a lemonade stand, specifically during the summer. So then we had the idea to challenge other kids to do the same as a fun way to get involved with Lifeline and so that more orphans can be helped around the world. So Adeline is my 15-year-old, and of course, at the time, uh, she would have been about eight years old, and she and Caleb, who was 10, and then Emily, who would have been five, started Stand for Orphans seven years ago, and what a great thing as they were at the park, and as you heard from Adeline, they had this idea, Uh, but you know, Emily, what are some of the things that you have seen are be successful with other kids getting engaged or what are some other ideas of what kids can sell at their stands? You can sell popsicles, rice, rice, crispy treats, brownies, cookies, um, lemonade, of course, um, poppets, just like fun fidgets. Um, and I do love anything themed lemon. So some lemon sugar scrub could be a good idea. Um, and I love to make and bake things. So just use your creativity. And that's one thing that I would say has been awesome. And certainly with Emily, she is our baker and our creative creative one at our house. She is zany. She has made slime. Uh, What are some of the things that you plan to try to sell this summer, Emily? So right now I'm really into making bracelets. So I'm hoping to make some of those, um, hopefully Lifeline themed um, or your favorite sport team. Um, so I was thinking yellow and blue would be a good one for Stand for Orphans. Awesome. So Caleb, you were a part of this too. 
and not just at the very beginning, like Adeline explained, but you also have used some creative ways to raise money and give back to Stan. Can you tell us about some of those? Oh, yes, sir. Um, So sometimes for if you're getting a little older, uh, maybe a lemonade stand is not the way that you want to go exactly. But um, you would want to do something else, maybe use some of your own money to give. But one way that I did it was I started a pet sitting business as well as a pressure washing business. And uh, with those, I some of my earnings from that, I would just, I would gave to sit at stand. Um, and so I would, I would encourage other teenagers to use the talents that God has given to them to bless others. Um, and so one way for them to give is through stand for And obviously with that deep voice, people know that you're a teenager. Uh, but you know, even as you're getting older, Caleb will start his senior year next year. Sometimes teenagers aren't motivated to do things outside of themselves. What would you say to another teenager or even to a kid to motivate them to do something bigger than themselves and to do a stand? I would I would encourage teenagers to take a stand um, because it fulfills the biblical command, uh, which says care for orphans and widows in their distress. And so I feel like, I feel like with this, we can um, do what God has called us to do. Amen. Dr. Rick, you know, really with that basis and that background, you know, I'd love for you to even talk about a little bit uh, of how you felt that night of summer 2015 when you got a call from our family and had this idea of staying for orphans. So I still remember where I was sitting. We were still living in Memphis and uh, was actually sitting in our living room uh, in a recliner watching a movie with my family. And all of a sudden I got this FaceTime from you. And, uh, and only it wasn't you when I, when I opened up FaceTime, it was the entire Newell family crowded on the couch, um, you know, like greeting me there. And, and part of the story that is just really sweet to me is the, the fact that during the time that we were transitioning to Birmingham, uh, a night or two a week for a year, I stayed with you guys. And, and so really, um, you know, our families just got very uh, entangled and enmeshed in the best kind of way. And, and, and so when the kids called up and said, Hey, we've got an idea, um, it was just really natural. So we just kind of started talking. It's like, Hey, what's your idea? And, and they said, look, we did a, we did a lemonade stand and, and we raised like, I think it was like $20, right? Like it was, uh, and, and we did that for lifeline and, and we think there's, we think there's some potential in this. What do you think? We'd like to challenge kids all over the U S and all around the world to do this because we think kids can have an impact. And, uh, I just remember laughing and going, well, like, of course, like that's a great idea. And, uh, and, and we have an opportunity and we have a, you know, we have a platform to be able to talk to kids around the world and to be able to involve kids around the world in taking a stand for orphans. And, and so once we, once we kind of got that stand idea, then it just kind of took off from there. And there was a lot of creativity and a lot of fun that came into, you know, really kind of putting this together as an initiative. But, um, Adeline, I'd be curious just to hear from you a, a little bit to say, like, this has gone really far. There are people around the world that are doing stand, stands for orphans now and and are taking a stand on behalf of the fatherless. And it all just started in a really simple way in your neighborhood in Birmingham. And so how does it how does it make you feel that um, this idea has spread as far as it has? 
being part of something that encourages kids to be involved in some something that impacts orphans around the world. And um, it's just really great seeing kids be part of Lifelines Ministries to orphans and impact kids that are just like them. And Emmy, I'd love for you to just talk for a second. Why, like, why should other kids want to be involved in STAND? I think it's a very fun and easy way for kids to make an impact on other children just like us, but the, who don't have families yet. And I just think that, well, aren't we all asking our moms, can we do a limited stand? And couldn't it just be an easy way? And it's so fun and for a good cause. So so here's the thing. I think if, if you've never heard of Stand for Orphans up to this point and you've heard everything that the kids have said and, and all that we've talked about about the history of Stand for Orphans, um, it it sounds like a it sounds like a really neat idea to get a family involved, uh, get your family involved in doing something fun and getting them involved in taking a stand and advocating for fatherless children around the world. But um, surely it can't be all that big of a deal, right? <laughs> well, Ashley, um, let's bring mom in for for a minute to to talk. Um, what like talk about what kind of impacts Stand for Orphans has had. Um, over the course of, of the last number of years. Yeah, it's just really hard to believe that this is our seventh year. And I was thinking about it the other day, and it was actually right around this time, seven years ago, that they approached me to do the stand. It was right at the end of May. And um, I remember we did we actually went out and did the stand three days in a row. So we did the first day with, you know, just very minimal, just the lemonade. And we actually, I think we had dog treats because it was a dog park. And then the next day, so after that night when we called you and we had the the idea for the name, Stand for Orphans, we actually bought the website names that night. And so then the next day we made a poster. Now, my poster making skills are not excellent. And I think we have a picture somewhere of that first poster that we made. And it was pretty lame. Um, but we had our Stand for Orphans poster that day and we went out and did three days in a row. Um, and then, so over the course of the years uh, of seven years, um, we've actually raised over $350,000 through the efforts of all these different kids doing stands around, you know, the, the U S and the world. Um, and we've had a lot of generous donors who have matched the funds that the kids have raised. And so that's always a really neat thing in that, you know, you can tell your child, okay, we just made $50 on our lemonade stand, but there's a generous donor who's going to match that. And so you actually made a hundred dollars. Um, and we'll talk about probably all of our corporate sponsors later, but we do have one sponsor this year who is matching dollar for dollar up to 20,000. So we're really excited about that. Well, I think I remember a story that you, you told, um, you know, early on, or we, we laughed about, and, and it was one of those early posts where somebody got involved probably in summer of 2015. And I think the mom told us that, that the kids went out and worked all day. And if I'm, if I'm remembering right, they, they raised $4. Um, it was, it was like that. And, and so this mom like wrote in and told us, she said, like, I'm so dejected over, like, I'm, I've spent all day with my kids and we're hot and we're, you know, we've, we've spent all this time and we've talked to people and we've done all kinds of things. And, and my kids raised $4. And so we packed everything back up and we brought it in the house. And she said, I said to my kids, they asked, like, how much money do we make? We made $4. And she said, but guess what? There's a donor that has provided matching funds. And so your $4 has turned into $8 
for orphans. And she said her kids went nuts. Like they were, they were celebrating, running around in the kitchen and, and just really excited over the fact that they'd done something, but that somebody had come alongside and matched that and, and use their efforts. And, and the other cool thing the mom was able to say is, um, Look, not only did we did we raise four dollars, which turned into eight dollars, but we also talked to a lot of people about the needs of orphans around the world. And and you guys were able to make a stand because you did the stand today. And so there are people that that know things and, and there are people that are engaged in caring for orphans in a way that they weren't before because you guys went out on the curb and did this. And I, I think there's 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 just such a, a powerful thing that kids are able to do when when they're positioned to to be able to do. Um, advocacy. What are some of the places that we might, you know, like I know we think about lemonade stands and going out on the curb and, you know, front of your house. Well, like our house is a lousy place to do that. We live at the end of a cul-de-sac. And and so it's not really like there's not really a good place around our house to do that. Um, so if we wanted to plan with our kids to do a stand, what what are some things you've seen and heard over the years about places we might be able to go? Yeah, so um, we've also tried to do one in front of our house and we, you know, live in a neighborhood as well. And, you know, you just kind of have to wait on the cars to come by. And so that's very discouraging for the kids. And so what I've found is that it's best to go to a place where you're going to have more natural foot traffic. So any type of park is a great place. Um, Last year, we had a lot of success at a local farmer's market that took place at a church. Um, and we did that every Saturday and had a lot of repeat customers. Um, also like youth sporting events are good places. If you're having a yard sale, a lot of neighborhoods will do neighborhood yard sales. Um, or if you're just having one personally at your house, then that's a great place to set one up. Um, I also think of church picnics. And then also this year, um, we're, we've gotten our church involved in vacation Bible school. And so, you know, if someone's listening and they think, yeah, maybe we could do this at our church. Like it's great to approach your church staff and, um, you know, tell them about what Stanford Orphans is and who Lifeline is, just like you were saying in your, when you were saying earlier about that family. Um, it's just, it's a great way for when people come up to the stand and they say, what are y'all doing? You know, and then they realize like these kids are not doing this to keep the money for themselves, but they're doing this to make an eternal impact. And then that's another family who may say, oh, let's go home and do this too. And that's our hope is that, it will spread from from person to person, and so that when let's let's just say someone's lemonade stand makes ten dollars and they're discouraged, but then someone else goes and it inspires them to do a lemonade stand and they make a hundred, and then it just keeps getting passed on. So that's our goal um, is for it not to stop with one family, but to continue on from family to family. Yeah, and I know that K- Caleb was talking a minute ago about kind of the. The, the, the reason that people need to take a stand, especially teenagers. And a lot of times we know that teenagers can be self-consumed, but aren't we as adults as well? And a lot of times it's it's hard to, to do something, uh, to interrupt your own schedule, to do something that's bigger than yourself. But can you talk from a parent's perspective of why it's so important that we take a stand for orphans together, not just encouraging our kids or our teenagers, but that we do it together as a family? Yeah, so like we talked about earlier, um, in James one twenty seven, it the Bible commands us to care for widows and orphans. And so that's going to look different for each and every person. So the Lord calls some people to adopt and some people to foster, he, but He calls all of us to take some part in um, caring for widows and orphans. And so um, 
by hosting a lemonade stand and then donating the money back to Lifeline, families are helping orphans. And so, you know, like you touched on earlier, we, we live in an extremely selfish society. And I think one of our jobs as parents is to help our kids think outside of themselves and to think of others. And so by participating in stand as a family, that's one way to instill the values of generosity and kindness in your children to to say, we're going to go out here on a hot summer day and we are going to sweat and we're going to sell lemonade. And then we're going to turn around and give that money to an organization who is going to help orphans and vulnerable children. We're not going to keep this for themselves. And so that just helps us take our eyes off of ourselves and our own uh, desires and puts it, the focus on others who are more vulnerable than ourselves. So, Ashley, that's pretty compelling, right? Like, I think the the challenge to be able to do something like that and to pour into our kids in that way and and to point them to doing something, you know, for others is profound. And I'm sure there are people that are listening to this podcast that have heard about Stand for Orphans for the first time and they understand what you're saying. And so. Um, as parents, like where can they go to find resources to get their their family connected or maybe even to get their church connected to Stand for Orphans? Yeah, so we have our website, standfororphans.org, uh, and that redirects you to a Lifeline page. And we tried to make it as simple as possible for busy moms, knowing that if people had to reinvent the wheel, that they may say no. And so I think about, you know, oftentimes I say no to my kids, but that day that my, my yes to them has made an incredible impact over these last seven years. And so we've tried to make it easy for parents to say yes to their kids. And so we have a free kit online that they can download and there's um, little banners that they can color. And um, we also have a church kit as well so that churches can become involved. Um, and then last year we developed a discipleship tool for parents um, and they are prayer cards, Stand for Orphans prayer cards, and each card focuses on, on a different group of orphans of vulnerable children to pray for. And so our hope for these cards was that they would serve as a guide for families um, to be able to know specifically how to pray. Because sometimes I think, you know, we're like, well, I know we need to pray for orphans, but I don't know specifically how to pray. And so each card walks through a different group and it has um, scripture references and then um, different prayer requests for those groups on there. So um, those are available in the Lifeline store. We also have two different T-shirts available, and those are great talking points. Um, I have the gray one with the lemon on it, and I get comments on it all the time, and people ask me what it is. And so that's another way to spread um, the news about Stand for Orphans and about Lifeline. Um, and so those are just some ways that we've tried to make it easy for families. So, Ashley, I want to connect the dots on one of the ideas that, that you talked about. So with the the existence of the church kit and and you mentioned earlier that your church is going to be involved in, in doing this, you know, through and around VBS. I think for a lot of churches, they're they're well underway and, the, and they've they've done all their VBS planning and everything is everything set and ready for kids to be ministered to through VBS or some other uh, summer programming. But um I know like it, having pastored a church where we did VBS and honestly, we had kids that sometimes by the time they got to us at the end of June in VBS, this was like their third or fourth time in being in somebody's VBS. Uh, moms were looking for places to you know, find for them to be engaged. And so the kids knew the songs better than we did. They knew the crafts better than we did. Like they they'd kind of you know been there and done that. But I think an idea that's out there is um, 
like why not as a church give stand for orphans out as an idea for kids to do after they've come to your VBS. And so like one of the ways you actually can launch them missionally is by um, giving them the stands for orphans material, pointing them towards stand and saying, after you guys go home and like when, when you're just in the rest of your summer, you can do a stand and ultimately be able to, you know, to do something in the name of Jesus for, um, you know, kids that are, that are coming from hard places and, and, and kids that have needs that you don't. And, and so I, I think, you know, that gives an opportunity. I'll put you on the spot also to say, as, as you've heard of some, some other ideas, what are some, some, maybe some people and some things that you would point to and say, Hey, here's something you could do. Um, I think about Mary Beth Brown, for instance, as a, as a, as a person who's kind of taken the stand idea and has really done something cool with it. Yeah. So she is 17 and lives in Georgia and she's been doing a stand, I think for the past either five or maybe seven years. And she personally through her stands has raised $20,000. And the way she does it is every year she has it on the same weekend. I think it's the first weekend in August. And so now her church family and her community know, okay, this is when her stand is going to be. And she prepares all year and does different things. Kind of like what Emily was saying, like with bracelets or crafts or paintings or just different different things that she's gifted at. And then she sells those along with probably baked goods and lemonade at her stand. And so, um, yeah, if, I mean that it's a, she's a wonderful inspiration to so many because of her age and because she's done this consistently throughout all of the years. And there are countless other stories of families who do this every single year. I like, I know of a family who's already done a stand and it's not even June yet. And that they just said, we just decided to do it a little bit early this year. So um, we're so thankful for all the families who have done stands in the past, and we are excited to hear of new families doing stands this year. And I know one of the big things has been matching. And I know even that first year, you know, Caleb asked one of Lifeline's partners to, to be a match. And I think he probably thought these kids would never be able to raise any money off lemon stands and lemonade stands. And wow, wasn't he surprised? But you know, one of the, the, the new things over the last several years is actually to invite corporate sponsors. And all of these involvement by corporations or companies, by adults, by matching, it just goes, like even Dr. Rick said with the story before, to encourage these kids to help them see it's something bigger than, than just themselves, but that they play a huge part of that. Tell us a little bit about some of the corporate sponsors for this year. Yeah, so we're very excited to have corporate sponsorship. Um, and so we have Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A Greystone located in Birmingham. They are donating a dollar for every lemonade that they sell um, the week of July 17th through the 23rd. So if you're listening and you are friends with the Chick-fil-A owner operator in your area, um, we would love to connect with them and talk about ways that we can we promote Chick-fil-A that week. And then they also are helping us with Stand for Orphans with um their wonderful lemonade. So that's in Birmingham. And then we are partnering with Papa Murphy's Pizza in the Southeast. Um, and they are giving a dollar for every Little Murph kids pizza that they sell in their stores in the month of August. And then we are partnering with Pelican Snowballs. And they are the ones I mentioned earlier. They're providing the $20,000 match. And then they are asking their 200 store locations to um, also do different partnerships and sponsorships through their their local stores. And then the final one is a company called The Sweetest Booth, and they are local Birmingham 
cookie company. Uh, they make those really good sugar cookies that we've probably all had somewhere that are that can be personalized and have the icing on them. And although they're lo- located in Birmingham, anyone can order from them. And so they have created a Stand for Orphans set of cookies so with our logo and then a Stand for, I mean, a lemonade, a lemon shaped cookie. And then one that looks like a lemonade stand. And then families can order those cookies and then they will give part of their proceeds to Stand for Orphans. And so if you're listening again and you own a business or you know someone who owns a business that you think would be interested in partnering with us, please just get in touch with us. And we'd love to talk more about what a, a corporate sponsors corporate sponsorship could look like. I'm wondering where the uh, like the diet shake sponsorship is for those of us that are (laughs) like salivating over snowballs and pizza and all that sort of stuff. But no, we probably don't need to have them. Right. Right. Like, no, but I think but I think that's a you know, these corporate sponsors are are people who like they love kids and they they have products that are, you know, that are for kids. And so it's a great tie in. And we would certainly invite folks to, you know, to jump in. It's not too late. And, and we still, you know, would love to have that conversation this year and would certainly like to talk about, you know, next year and, and the future as well. So, um, so Ashley, I think as, as we wind down today's interview, um, any final thoughts that you would have or, or maybe kind of a, a pearl of wisdom that you'd like to throw out there to, to folks as we close? Yeah, just thinking about like how incredible it is that we could take something such simple as lemonade and use that to be a part of God's bigger plan to care for the least of these. It's just really remarkable that the Lord would allow us to be part of something that is the bigger than ourselves in a way to get kids involved. I, I just have this strong belief that it's very important to get kids involved in ministry from a young age. And I think a lot of times people think, oh, you know, ministry is just for adults or we need to save that for when they're older. But I believe firmly that if children are involved in ministry from a young age, that it will carry on throughout the rest of their lives. You know, I remember a saying that I heard when I was in seminary and it, it goes something like this. People talk about the church and and they say that, you know, that uh, that that adults are the church of today and students are the church of tomorrow and children are the church of the day after tomorrow. And that, that really is a good bumper sticker, but it's not really very good theology (laughs) because the, because the (laughs) truth is um, that our kids and our, our students who are following Jesus are as much a part of the church as they're ever going to be right now. And, and the thing that I love about stand for orphans is it's this very accessible way for um, people of all ages to be able to get involved and to do something in an area where sometimes they struggle to know how to, you know, how to step out and how to be involved. And so this is something that every child can do. Every family can do. Everybody can, you know, can get involved and everybody can raise awareness. And so just want to say thank you. Thank you to you. Thank you to um, the, the Newell kids for, um, bringing this idea to the forefront. And, and it's been such an amazing gift to see what God has done with this idea and the way that he's taken it and multiplied it and, uh, and literally taken it around the world. We have, you know, we know that there are stands that are going on that are not even happening just here in the U.S., but they're happening around the world because of, um, you know, because of the beginning of this initiative. And so, 
um, folks, we just ask you pray for us, um, pray for our families and the people that are going to be stepping out to do stands this summer. Um, pray that the Lord might use you in some way to to be involved in this. Contact us. You can find us at lifelinechild.org on the web or on all of the social media platforms. Just go to at sign Lifeline Child. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're in all those places. Um, and if you want to keep up with Stand for Orphans over the course of the summer, look for the hashtag Stand for Orphans on all those social media platforms. And there'll be pictures and all kinds of things that are there um, just to kind of give you a little bit of an update of what kids are doing and the way that things are happening around the world. And so, again, we appreciate you joining in with us uh, today and being a part of. Yeah, the thanks for having me. Yeah. And, and just love the fact that we um, we get to have such a fun conversation and, and just really get to kind of get to reminisce a little bit as well, Ashley, because I, I think it's it's fun to look back and, you know, seeing your kids and they're growing up and you know, it, it realizing that uh, God started something. I like my voice is cracking thinking about this just because because it, it's it's just such a precious thing to be able, been able to watch um, your kids and a lot of others really grow up with this uh, as an initiative. And so thanks for sharing and being a part of this with us. And those of you that are out there listening to us, uh, we thank you for continuing to be a part of the Defender podcast. And uh, so we'd uh, we'd love to hear from you again and we'll re- meet you right back here next week for another episode of the Defender Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.